3: The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report.
4: And you can follow along with us on Twitter. It is at yourtechreport, facebook.com slash yourtechreport. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash yourtechreport. Welcome to an awesome edition on this week's show Mitchell Whitfield, we are going to be talking to Adam Lisberg from DJI Who just unveiled their new Spark drone, the smallest drone they've ever Released (laughs) Uh, We are going to be speaking with uh, our good friend Steven over at Microsoft To talk about the brand new Surface Pro No Surface Pro 5 The Surface Pro is their brand new 2-in-1. We're going to find out all about, plus a very cool interview a long time in the making. We are going to speak to LG, all about their, pretty honestly, their entire product lineup. But they've got some incredible, incredible televisions, that wallpaper TV, lots of stuff to talk about. Welcome to an awesome week. How are you feeling?
5: I'm feeling great. I've come to the realization that, you know, doing this show and having so many... I mean, the tech industry in general and how much technology plays a role in our lives has increased exponentially over the years. Wouldn't you
4: agree? 100%.
5: So, I mean, and it used to be where there was a certain season for things. This is the season, oh, there a new iPhone is coming out, and that's the only thing to get excited about. Years ago, that was the only thing to get excited about that time of year. But now, there's so many great products. You mentioned the DJI announcement. We're going to talk to Adam Lisberg about, you know, about the new drone, about, you know, their new Spark. And it, 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 there are so many products that are coming out throughout the year. I feel like there's no season anymore for this stuff. Every week is a little mini Christmas for us. And our little mini Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever your, you know, great holiday gift receiving or giving of choice is. It really is cool because every week, every couple of weeks, we get another new product that we're like drooling and rubbing our hands together. We're all excited to talk about. It, and that's really neat.
4: So, you know what I'm excited about? This is a product that um, was just announced. And uh, you have no idea where I'm going with this. Just letting people know. Is a uh, Sphero? Remember, they launched. Uh, they had originally had that that ball that was controlled by an iPhone app, an iOS app, or an Android app that it could roll around and your living room. Then it became BB-8. Then it became right? BB-8. Well, right. The BB-8 whole partnership was actually something a little bit more long term with Disney, and they really? have announced and released a three hundred dollar iPhone controlled. Lightning McQueen from Disney Pixar's upcoming Cars 3 movie. Now, this is why is this cool? Okay, not only is it a little Lightning McQueen that you can control with your phone, that's great. Okay, but the mouth actually moves when it talks, it has a speaker that emits actual phrases, and the entire windshield is a digital display, so the eyes are actually moving. This actually seems like a lifelike Lightning McQueen, and it's got to be one of the coolest radio control cars cars, or sorry, iPhone or smartphone control cars that I have ever, ever seen, and I cannot wait to get my hands on this. And if you haven't seen it, I will tweet it out right now. It is so cool.
5: Okay, now I'm just I'm just looking at this now because as Mark said, you know, you're telling people basically we don't pre- we, we do prepare for the show we do, but, but I know, prepare. Mark, and I, some no, things I
4: like to you know, catch you off guard with.
5: No, you, you like to you like to get my reaction, my honest reaction, and of course, as you're saying it, because I didn't know where you were going to go with this, I'm furiously typing with my two finger <laughs> technique of you know hunt and peck with two fingers here. So listen to these features. I mean, all right, so you can free drive, slide your finger on the driving pad to guide lightning. He'll go wherever you push the joystick. Pit stop panic. Train hard and join the pit crew lightning coaches you as you race the clock changing tires and then there's acting studio direct lightning mcqueen as he prepares to be on camera create scripts with your favorite <laughs> phrase phrases and actions for him to perform uh, and then you can watch cars with lightning and watch him react to the movie i mean this is crazy I mean, I I want one yesterday.
4: You have to check out the video, though. I know you haven't had a chance, obviously, to watch the video because we're sitting here, and I, I kind of just popped it on you. But you've right. got to watch the video because it uh, honestly looks like it's almost, like, put on. But the mouth actually moves. Um, the car actually <laughs> moves up and down, like his shoulders. It's really, really... It is a really cool toy. I mean, on the expensive side, but it, it is a really cool toy. Um, we alluded to Microsoft. I mean, earlier this week in Shanghai, they, they unveiled the Surface Pro. We're going to talk to Stephen Pontiso over at Microsoft uh, later in this week's show. Garmin, though, made some announcement this week. A new action camera. They're getting into the action camera game. It's a new iPhone-compatible camera. It's a 360-degree camera called the VIRB, or the Verb. I'm guessing. It has iPhone-compatible mobile editing with AR, so augmented reality, and VR support. So it's a 360 degree camera, completely waterproof, shock resistant, but it's got all these features built into its actual app. So you can edit things on the fly and you can get things on social media as quickly as possible. The only downside really, other than obviously, you know, the the quality of this is a $799 price point.
5: Wow, that is yeah. not an inexpensive, and you know what, and I think you're going to get my reaction, which of course, I- I'm sure for everything you get in the technology that's in there, it's a good deal. I have to look, I have to dig deep into the specs and see everything that you're actually getting for that price point within the camera, but I think we've been trained that action camera also means lower price point, yeah. When we hear that. We, even the 360 degree cameras that we've heard about from LG and from Samsung, they have been on the lower end of the pricing scale, so they might get a reaction like that because people aren't, don't expect to pay that much Even for a 360 cam, wouldn't you say?
4: I I agree. I mean, spec-wise, this is capable of taking video up to 5.7K. So this is above 4K quality. Okay, this is serious camera. At at 30 frames per second. Now it's about the size of a GoPro. Has a built-in screen. It actually is able to take voice commands as well. Wow. Uh, Okay. It it was really it was designed you know to be used outdoors. The screen is designed to be read in the sun. Um, You could see the battery level. Obviously, the storage, the microSD on board. The fact that it's 360 degree camera is kind of what really sets it apart from the other cameras because GoPro has not released a 360 degree camera. If you want to use a GoPro 360, you need like five of them, sorry, six of them.
5: Well, you know what? Also, when I think Garmin, and and of course this is this is old school Garmin, where they basically were in the car for so many years. That's where they, you know, they cut their teeth on making products and navigation, all that stuff in the car. Then, of course, now we're talking about you know sports stuff and activity trackers and all the stuff that Garmin does. We all we all know. But you know what I thought about Mark when you told me about this camera? What a great way to use a camera like this, but to actually mount it in your car for three sixty views and for virtual reality yeah. to actually do like virtual road trips and do great action cam stuff from inside a car. You can look around inside the car, look at the scenery around you. That's actually a really cool idea.
4: Well, you know what? I just did, we posted a review of this, and I, I did this hands-on, I guess wheels-on, with the, the new BMW yeah, 5 series. I saw this and, great video. And we did an interview with them a couple months back, and they did give me the keys of a new BMW, and I'll be in a, actually a mini next week. Um, so this would have been a perfect opportunity to ca- grab some footage for something like that. So check out our right. YouTube channel there. It's youtube.com slash yourtechapart. Got lots of videos there, lots of cool stuff, um, including, of course, that DJI Spark event that happened this past week. Oh, yeah. Our own Lee Weisenfeld was there, and he uh, he got some great video for us. So we have that up on our YouTube channel, and we are going to be talking to Adam Lisberg all about that new release. So the the Samsung Galaxy S8, remember when we talked about this, it came with brand new iris recognition, um, uh, lots of new security features. Well, hackers in Germany have managed to trick that iris recognition with a printed photo.
5: Oh, but not just a printed photo. I think it was a printed photo and a contact and lens. And a contact lens, yeah. Yeah. They,
4: yeah they, <laughs> you know, this, this, you know, begs the question about these advances in technology and people are finding more and more ways to make things secure. But how secure is something when a photo and a contact lens and different ways like this are, are just presented in ways that you can hack these devices? It really oh. kind of brings me back to the fingerprint being this, you know, fingerprint's great. Uh, has anybody managed to crack that yet? I don't think so.
5: Uh, yeah no obviously that's much much harder and i'm i'm guessing that the you know, the convex nature of a lens gave that 3D, because I'm I guess it's looking, the iris scanner is also looking for the shape of your eye, the 3D, the three-dimensional shape of your eye, which the convex nature of a lens could mimic with a photo behind it. That's how I'm guessing they did it. Uh, and, you know, but this brings up a huge point Mark, which is, you know, when there are great advances, when there are great products that are put out that can do wonderful things, there are also nefarious ways to, you know, nefarious people can come in and abuse those things and find ways, and, and it begs the question, Question: Okay, do we stop finding really cool ways to interact with our gadgets, or stop creating really cool things because they're always going to be a select few that manage to find a way to ruin it for the greater, you know, majority of people that are using these products with good intentions? So that's that's something I think we're not going to stop seeing. They're always going to find ways to crack new. And it, it, you know what? It presents a challenge to the hacking community. A lot of this is not about oh, we're going to get gains from this. It's about the challenge: can we do this? We're doing this to show that we can. And I think when it comes to hacking, that's what a lot of it is. And whenever a new product comes out, people are going to find a way to mess with it. And I think that's just the world
4: we live in now, as sad as that is. yeah. Speaking of you know control and hacking and stuff like that, the government is now proposing legislation That will give control of your drone. (laughs) What does that mean? Meaning that if you're uh, using your drone illegally or in a way that shouldn't be possible, the government wants a way to take over control of your drone and do things with it, which is just... Like
5: like a driving instructor with a second wheel kind of thing? Just kind of step in and start steering? Yeah, pretty much.
4: Yeah, we'll we'll try to get into more details on that and find out what that is all about. But we've got a great show lined up. As I said, LG is still coming up on this week's show. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Adam Lisberg, DJI. I mean, where do they hold this event? That's Grand Central Station in New York, right?
5: It's beautiful, and it was redone years ago. It's one of the most beautiful train stations in the world. It's just uh, an incredible venue for, obviously, a really cool product
4: very cool follow along with us on twitter it is at your tech report facebook.com slash your tech report our youtube channel again is youtube.com slash your tech report lots of great stuff there again still to come adam lisberg after a break then we're going to talk to microsoft all about the surface pro and we're going to talk to lg all about their great product lineups it is your tech report he is mitchell whitfield and i am marco Flatlow. and we will be back in just a moment
3: Your tech report will be right back. Welcome back to your tech report. Welcome
4: back to your tech report. I am Marka Flatlow, as always joined by Mitchell Whitfield follow us on twitter it is at your tech report facebook.com slash your tech report and of course youtube.com slash your tech report mitchell obviously this week um, i think uh, uh, stole the headlines i think is the uh you think the, the, i th- you we think. just might want to say they stole the headlines <laughs> dji announced the brand new spark drone and here to talk way more about it because you know all we know is what you know we were at the event and uh, adam lisberg welcome back how are you Hey, I'm feeling great. Glad to be on here again. Hope you guys are digging this as much as we are. Oh, God, we are digging it. Is it a tiring day to, to pull off events like this, these press events?
1: Um, oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's it's tiring to, you know, get everything lined up. There's a million things to get right before it happens, and there's always less changes to one thing or another. Um, But people had the hard time with the ones who had to stand in the booth and fly for the public coming through Grand Central Terminal all day long.
5: I want to tell you something, Adam, really quickly, because, you know, you were kind enough to extend an invitation to us. We had our East Coast guy, Lee Weisenfeld. He was actually there. He was at the event. Uh, Mark and I were working through the event at the same time trying to watch before I even finished watching the entire reveal video, Adam, I'd already ordered my pack. I'd already ordered my Flymore. I mean, that tells you, but I mean, obviously, you know, you know, you know, we're drone guys. It's something we love talking to you about. It's something we like in our personal lives, but that's a kind of reaction that people, I I know I'm not alone. This is the kind of reaction that people have when there's a new DJI product announced, especially something that's as accessible. And I think the key word for the spark for me is accessibility. You think that's fair? Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right that this is clearly something that is is accessible to people who've, who've never flown a drone, people who think, you know, drones are cool, but what would I do with it? Right. Who don't want to, who, who find it intimidating that they'd have to pick up a controller and move joysticks around. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you remove one level of complexity when you control the whole thing by your phone, but you, you really bring it down to the essence when you have something that you can have, send up, take a picture, move it around, bring it back down simply by moving your hands that it, it removes a lot of the barriers to people who might have thought drones are cool but wouldn't know necessarily, would want to sit down and, and learn all the details of how to operate an app, that, that now you can you know, get the aerial photo of everybody playing in the park or of all your friends hanging around. Um, you know, even inside your house, if you've got the prop guards on and, and assuming you're, you're not living in a, in a tiny little cave, um, <laughs> you can get pictures throughout your home.
4: But here's yeah, the thing, Adam. Normally, when we see something that becomes more accessible, we expect there to be features that are taken away, something that comes off the table in order to compromise. But that's not the case with Spark. On the contrary, well, that's, all of DJI's that's not our style. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> on the contrary, all of your features is now in this tiny, 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 and I gotta say, I mean, size smaller than an iPhone like five. It's like a smartphone yeah. sprouted props, I mean, basically. Yeah,
1: know, if you guys have an old Phantom battery around hold it when when you get your spark hold the hold the two of them up you know the battery body is about the size of uh, an entire spark body it's uh you know it's incredible work by our engineers and increasingly they're they're putting more and more amazing software capabilities or i should say firmware capabilities into the drones that um you know the advanced sensors and the computer vision algorithms that allow it to figure out that it's looking at a face or looking at a hand or looking at somebody making a certain gesture um, you know electrons themselves don't weigh much so <laughs> um that you know helps us miniaturize it but um, it, it's an incredible accomplishment
5: both on the hardware and the software side. I mean, and once again, we encourage people to, to check out the video. There's a 45-minute reveal of it, and I think the, and sometimes, you know, a lot of these events, sometimes they can be awkward, not DJI events particularly, but sometimes it get, sometimes people get so mixed up in the numbers and this, that you don't really get a great presentation. I think you guys did a great job showing off everything it did in a, in a human context, an actual use, giving backstory, giving context to the specs. So let's, let's jump to specs. Now, Adam, you know us. You've been on the show a bunch of times. I was joking that we should call this your tech report with Adam Lisberg. Uh, we don't usually de- you know, dive deep into the specs because we like to talk about the experience with a product, which we do. Yeah. We do that a lot. But it's so impressive, as Mark said, what you guys have packed into this small, small drone. Talk a little bit about the specs, battery life, weight, uh, the video. Talk a little bit about what this drone packs technology-wise. Sure.
1: Yeah, the weight is exactly 300 grams, which I know disappoints some people. <laughs> who, uh, who want to get under the 250 gram registration limit in the U.S. Um, or, uh, or other folks elsewhere? And, and uh, the prop guards will weigh a little bit more than that. Um, but it has a 16 minute battery life, wow. uh, you know, up to 16 minutes, um, which is you know obviously smaller. Than, it's shorter than um, our other drones, but you also have a smaller battery than goes into our other drones. And you know that's just one of the compromises that the laws of physics puts on you as you're determining. Um, you know, what package makes sense for people. You know, our big um, drones, are our big um, enterprise drones that are used for professional purposes. You know, we, have, we have a couple of big batteries that hang on that thing, and you can keep them in the air for more than half an hour, which makes sense if you're doing, you know, power line inspections. But, um, right. um, but we thought this was the right compromise for a, a drone that we want people to be able to have with them and get up in the air immediately. Um, this, this, the camera on this drone shoots 1080p, um, it has a two-axis stabilized gimbal, so it's not the four K that you know you could get with the Mavic, and it's not the three-axis mechanical stabilization that you have on the Mavic Pro. But um, the, you know, again, these, these are things that ninety percent of our customers—it um, it doesn't matter to them—they they far far prefer to have something that's smaller and more maneuverable and more flexible, and um, you know, things like that. We think are getting just in that spot. Look, if you're a professional photographer, you're going to want to go with our Phantom 4 Pro because it has the one-inch sensor and the mechanical shutter. But if you want to be able to capture something in the moment now, that's what Spark is for. You know, it's analogous to, like, early early phone cameras. Back when it was a big deal to have a... A, 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 a camera uh, at all on a phone. Fuzzy, a fuzzy little yeah. camera on your yeah. phone. You know, nobody could have imagined that you'd be doing fine art and shooting movies on a phone. But as the technology grows, it, it turned everybody into uh, uh, a, a, somebody who can make beautiful, compelling imagery. Um, and, you know, apps like inter- Instagram have opened up the world for people who, who who maybe never would have bought an SLR or never would have gone out and got a, a fancy mirrorless, whether it has detachable lenses or not. But they can do amazing things with the phone in their pocket, and that's good enough for them. And we expect we're going to see the same kind of uh, uses in the same kind of embrace of this technology um, with thanks to the
4: spark and that really is kind of the summary of it is it's a it's an incredible feat of engineering but at the end of the day you're getting a drone that you can control without a radio without your phone just using the gestures and getting incredible footage whether that be video or stills
1: yep that's um, that's exactly right and, and we expect to see a, a profusion of people you know using this sharing what they they make um, one of the, the software advances is we have a couple of uh, we have four new shooting modes where it will automatically fly in a circle around you or automatically uh, shoot straight up in the air while the gimbal rotates down to keep you in the frame. Um, we'll call that rocket mode. So <laughs> things like that. Um, as, you, as you use those modes you know, through our quick shot function, it will automatically trim it down to the best 10 seconds and package a 10-second video ready for sharing on social media. So, you know, things like that, one touch sharing, make it easier than ever to, to make this part of your life. I, I went to a concert last night and I was able to take a picture and uh, post it online and, you know, one handed while I'm standing there. And um, we want the same kind of, you know, the, the similar kind of, of not just ease of use, but ease of putting it into your life and uh, making it part of what you want to show off in your life.
5: And, you know, I said earlier that, you know, one of the key words to me when it comes to, you know, my, my takeaway from watching The Spark in Action was – uh, accessibility, but I think flexibility would also be a good a good word to use because, like you said, you have the ability if you just wanted to put it in the air, do you know to have it take off from your palm using hand gestures, both to control the video to move the drone around the room, raise it, lower it. You can do that. If you want to take yeah. the next step and use your smartphone to actually control to set up these great shots, because the software is incredible that you've put in here that allows people to take cinematic shots, shots at the touch of a button. But what people may not know is you can also again. And I told you I ordered the Flymore package that has the controller. Not only does this give you, you know, different styles and maybe more control of your flight, but it also gives you greater distance, doesn't it?
1: Yes, yes. You'll be, because the, if you're working, controlling it with your phone, you have a Wi-Fi range. If you right. It, which is only about 100 yards or, or, or meters, as you prefer. Um, if you are using the RC, you can get up to a mile range, assuming you're complying with all of your local laws and regulations, <laughs> and keeping oh, it in yes. line of sight, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, but if you're in a place where you can see a mile away, um, you can fly spark up to a mile away.
4: So, so tell us about obviously price. I mean you talk about accessibility to anybody, uh, 499 starting price point?
1: Yeah, $499 US dollars is starting point that gets you a drone, extra battery, extra propellers. If you um, although at, at the moment the, that package is only available in white, we'll have the other four colors available later. Um, and in the combo package, which is 6.99 US, you get another battery, another set of propellers, and uh, some uh, charging hub for your extra batteries. But most importantly, most importantly, you will get a um, sorry. Most importantly, you will get a remote control unit that gives you. You know, if you like flying with sticks versus a touchscreen, uh, this gives you the sticks. It's unlike them It's similar to the Mavic Pro controller, but it doesn't have its own telemetry screen on it. So you know, there there are things that we wanted to do to uh, keep the size factor down and also keep the cost down for people because we right. really want this to be accessible.
4: And when are we expecting to see these arrive in people's hands? June, mid uh, June. June fifteenth is you know, give or take a little. We're saying mid June.
1: Um, you know, we learned some lessons from the Mavic Pro shipping issues, and one of the things that we're doing is we are shutting down pre-orders when we don't think that we can fulfill them quickly. So right. we, uh, yesterday morning we had a, a ton sitting in our factories, and yesterday afternoon we shut off the pre-ordering because we had already reached the limit of what we uh, can be reasonably confident. We'll be getting out to people quickly. As we get uh, more inventory in the pipeline in our factories and our shipping system, uh, we'll, be reorder- we- we'll be reopening uh, the ordering process and that's true for our dji online store at uh, store.dji.com it's also through uh, true through our dealer network so if you have a favorite local dealer that you use um, you can uh, continue going through them we're going to try to make sure that they get access to good stock as
5: well and and I will sell, tell all of our listeners, Adam, I mean, there are a lot of cases where I think we're used to companies trying to upsell people. Get this, and you can also get this when it comes to your packages, when the Flymore package, package, uh, it, it's an incredible value because you're getting all that stuff. And if, if you had to piece together all those things, the radio, the extra battery, the, you know, the prop cords, everything that comes in that package, if you had to price that together, it would be like $130, $140 more than you're paying for the package. So this is one of those cases where you're really getting a great deal. It's not a bad thing if you want to get your hands on the Flymore package. It's really a great deal. Adam, yes. um, I, I, I think that the name change of the show is coming soon. Your tech uh-huh. report with Adam Lisberg, that is going to happen soon. We're not ready for it yet, but maybe when you come on the show next time to tell us about your next great announcement, we'll consider, you know, putting your name on the door in some way.
4: Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm always here. Happy, happy to try to earn your guys' love. Coming up, we dive into some really cool products by a company that I think you might be familiar with. It's LG after the break.
3: Your tech report will be right back welcome back to your tech report welcome back to your tech report I am
4: Mark Flalow as always joined by Mitchell Whitfield follow along with us on Twitter it is at your tech report facebook.com slash your tech report of course Mitchell our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash your tech report as well
5: uh, yes and of course the great thing about that is you can actually see a lot of the uh, a lot of the products you, that you hear us talk about on the radio so it's actually a nice accessory to what we do here now mark uh, no, no, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. No, go no, I, say, I was
4: going to say I call it the radio third dimension.
5: Th- there we go. <laughs> See? There you are, taking something and making it something new all over again. I love yeah, I that. Um, now, Mark, I have a question that's going to lead us into our next interview. If you are like me, and I know in many ways you are a lot like me, I can't help myself. Whenever I go to my local Best Buy or Fry's or any retailer, I always gravitate toward televisions. And, you know, I have some nice TVs in my house. You've been here, I have some nice televisions yeah. going on. For what we do, you kind of have to, right? I can't help. But get sucked in every time I go to the store. I always turn to gravitate toward the LG section, and I have to look at those OLED displays. And I and I'm sitting there like a kid in a candy store. I'm drooling. It's probably very unattractive. There's always a clean up aisle too when I'm there. But I I don't think I've seen a picture as beautiful as I've seen ever on these on these OLED displays that LG is putting out. Am I the only one that feels this way?
4: No, no, I think this is this is something that the, the world is kind of feeling, and, and this yeah, is why okay. our, our next guest is going to kind of lead us into the conversation. Uh, Tim Alessi, Senior Director of Product Marketing for LG. Welcome to your tech report. This is your first time. I promise it will be painless.
2: Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
4: You know, Tim, we have we have a history with Frank Lee on the mobile side. He's been on the show many a time. We always tend to talk to him, or you know, right after Mobile World Congress, and we always talk about the new phone, the G6, and 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 what's coming up. But one of you know, a company like LG, spanning so many different categories of products, it's it's hard to really tackle the beast, so to speak. And and home theater is one of those areas where we've been pushing because our listeners have been asking us for more and more talk. And when we saw the, the signature the OLED TV the W I mean be released we were okay we, this is this is not something we can stall anymore about we have to jump on this bandwagon and we need to talk to somebody at LG to tell us all about the product range because there are so many things to get excited about and I want to hear what excites you the most. Sure.
2: Well, first of all, again, thanks for having me, Frank. Frank's a tough act to follow, so hopefully <laughs> I can uh, do do him justice uh, for for what he's done already. Um, but yeah, LG is very excited uh, in TVs. First, you know, LG has a long history in TV. Um, we actually introduced the first TV in Korea back in 1966. Um, and since then, we've had a history of innovation in the TV category with the first large screen LCDs, uh, the first Ultra HD TV with an 84-inch set back in 2012. And then in 2013, we really made a breakthrough on a technology that we had been investing in for quite some time, and that's OLED, as you mentioned. Uh, organic light-emitting diode. We we introduced the first set of 55-inch 1080p model back in 2013, and now at CES we just uh, got off um, from introducing our fourth generation of product. We now have 10 models comp- uh, comprised of five different series. Um, you mentioned the W7. That was our flagship. Uh, the w is our nickname we stand it stands for wallpaper because the tv literally strips everything away but the panel itself it sits flat on the wall like a piece of wallpaper only a couple of millimeters in depth and it just provides this incredible picture quality that in combination with the form factor is just a it's just a stunning uh, piece of merchandise.
4: Well, And you and you validate the reason why we have a YouTube channel just by putting out a product like that, because there's no way we can adequately describe in any kind of words what this television is and the technology behind it. But we're going to we're going to try and do that. Um, but before we even get into the W, the flagship, you know, I, I'm curious, you know, on the ultra HD side, the 4K, the traditional kind of consumer end of things, there are so many products um, that LG has in varying price points. I'm wondering if you can walk us through, you know, the differences between start to finish, where consumers kind of fall in those categories.
2: Of course. Yeah, we we have a full range of of TVs. Most of them are LCD product, which uh, using LEDs for, for lighting. So they're thin and bright and beautiful in their own right. Uh, sizes ranging from 24 inches all the way up to 86 inches, um, and different types of feature packages depending on the either room needs or personal tastes or uh, what kind of price point that that somebody wants to pay. We have what we call full HD or 1080p sets, um, and you know there's several several models of those. Uh, but most of the industry nowadays, especially for larger screen sizes, meaning 50 inches and above. Um, is moving towards 4K or Ultra HD, and um, what that means is it has four times the resolution of 1080p, over 8 million pixels. So more pixels means more detail, means a more realistic picture. So that's really been the big trend in the industry over the past couple of years, especially with the larger screen sizes.
5: You know, Tim, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, the the wide variety of sets that you guys have, because there are a lot of misconceptions, and one of the things we love doing on the show is setting people straight for if they have a certain idea about something that they're misunderstanding, and I think when it comes to LG, you guys have created such a reputation for yourselves in making the most beautiful high-end televisions on the market. I think there's this perception that people, well, you know, I can't afford an LG set because I can't afford that gorgeous set that I heard about on television or that I saw, and that like you just said, that's not the truth, because I'm I'm looking at your full lineup now. You guys, you guys have gorgeous 4K sets, 55 inches, starting around $1,000. So this idea that you can't afford a high-end LG set is really not the case because you guys really do have something for everybody.
2: Absolutely, and that's kind of been one of the hallmarks of LG. You know, We, we try to address what consumers want at all price points. We, we're a, you know a tier-one TV company, so that means even in our more entry-level or attractively priced sets, we're still providing great value in terms of the picture quality, the design, and also uh, features like smart TV. Most, uh, actually, all of our Ultra HD sets have our WebOS smart TV platform, so it makes it really easy to get things like Netflix, Amazon, YouTube, and all, all the favorite apps that people are, are using these days. So you're, you're absolutely right. There's, a, there's something for everybody in our lineup.
4: Can we, can we talk about the uh, the overall design when it comes to, I mean, I think this spans from gaming monitors all the way to televisions. There, there's been this trend in the market to try and get rid of that bezel. Everybody wants to get rid of a bezel, whether it be on a, on a cell phone, whether it be on a television. I, I, don't, I think it's more of a fad than anything else. But do you find that that reason is there just because of the, the way that people feel when they're watching a television? They want a more immersive experience. Do you feel that, that that's where we're going?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, going back to when flat panels started coming on the scene, everybody was very enamored with them because, you know, you had this big bulky bulky CRT. So the first thing that caught everybody's eye was the thinness um, from front to back. Uh, once everybody started getting used to that, they're like, okay, they're thin, I get it, but I'm looking at the TV from the front, how much of a footprint does it take? I want to fit a bigger screen in either the same space or a smaller space. Uh, so there's been a lot of effort made to try to strip away anything that distracts you from the picture, provide that immersive experience uh, that you're you were just talking about. Now, I'll give you an example. I just replaced a probably a seven or eight year old plasma TV in my own house. It was a 50 inch TV. I replaced it with a 55 inch OLED TV, and it actually takes up more less. I'm sorry, less space although it's five more inches in diagonal screen size because the bezel has
4: virtually disappeared. And this is the trend that we're seeing, of course, in the smartphones. I mean, it's funny, every year Mitchell and I talk about what we think this is going to be the year of, whether it's going to be like the cell phone or where we had VR for a while, during conversations, this seems to be the year of getting rid of that bezel entirely. And and the G6 is a perfect example of that because, <clears throat> excuse me, because, you know, it's it's virtually not there and other companies obviously following suit. Let's talk about that wallpaper screen for a second because oh, that screen. It, it's, it's I, I've i watched a video and I will definitely get into a store to get hands-on, I know it's hard to get review samples of stuff like that, but how much time and energy is put into creating something that just absolutely blows their mind, like something like that?
2: Well, I mean, it it takes a significant amount of of investment in both uh, engineering resources, uh, both on the part of LG Electronics and also our sister company, LG Display, uh, who actually manufactures the OLED panels themselves. Um, you know, I, I can't answer the question of how much time to that model specifically, but the the planning and development cycle for a TV um, is extraordinarily long. It can be between 18 and 24 months, so wow. two years wow. to, to really plan a TV. Right now <laughs> we're just in the midst of, um, you know, we're finalizing all the launches of our 2017 models, and we're already well into 2018 planning and even have taken a few cracks at, you know, what we should be doing for 2019. So you really have to take a long view on on those type of things, and there's a lot that goes into it.
5: Well, Tim, here, here's the next question that sort of you led me right into naturally. It's sort of a big-picture question. What kind of pressure does this put on the LG team when it comes to R&D? Because you guys have set the bar so high, it seems like every year you guys outdo yourselves, not just in picture quality, but, but in your interface, in design. How how much pressure does it put on you guys to outdo yourself every year to come up with new features and make your TVs even better?
2: Well, you know, I, I don't even know if I'd, I'd call it pressure, but we're, we're always striving to to exceed uh, not only uh, our own expectations but our consumers' expectations. So I guess, in a sense, that's that's pressure because we want to make sure that we're on the cutting edge right. of uh, of what's the latest in TV technology, whether it's panel technology or picture processing, uh, being able to address all the latest types of content that are out there, design trends. Looking at design trends is probably one of the most difficult things because, you know, sitting here today in you know mid. 2017, I'm not sure what people, people's tastes are, are going to be in 2019, so we got a, you know, we got a whole team of people doing all kinds of consumer research um, uh, for, for things like that. Uh, but as one of the leading TV companies in the world, it's really, that's really our responsibility to try to uh, help not only follow trends but, but set them in some regard.
4: Definitely. We are talking to Tim Alessi, Senior Director of Product Marketing for LG. Now, Tim, does, does that title mean that you do more than just, obviously, televisions? Can we talk a little bit about, for example, home electronics?
2: Uh, yes, I, I handle all the home electronics categories, so it's, uh, a lot of my time is spent on TVs because that's the largest category. But there's whole categories of product that help enhance the TV viewing experience, like for audio, for example, sound bars. Um, and uh, Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray players uh, as a source device, so it, it kind of encompasses all of those.
4: P- plus, we've also we've also seen, I mean, uh, LG displays appear in and so many of your appliances that you guys make. I mean, this is this is how big of a company LG is. It's almost, it almost makes you wonder, like when you're you know when you're in the machine like that, you know how much of the other departments and other categories do you look at and say, oh, my God, that's so cool. I can't wait to use that in in this product or vice versa. Do you share a lot among the company?
2: There is uh, quite a bit of cross-pollination of, of technology, you know, uh, especially now with the move towards the smart home and so-called Internet of Things where where everything is becoming connected and, you you know, consumers are going to want uh, access and control to all of their connected devices in one easy interface. That's a great opportunity for the TV uh, because it's a, generally a centerpiece uh, in the home. Uh, it has a large screen, so it you know, you, you gives you opportunities to add in other things like, you know, let's say, a, you know, get, get a status update of what, if your laundry's done or, or things like that. But those categories, too, are also taking some display technology Uh, Like the refrigerator years ago, we we put in a a, a TV screen with with Internet connection, which allows you to either use it for a photo frame or to look up recipes on the Internet or or do all all sorts of things. So there's a lot of opportunities to to cross-pollinate as well.
5: I I just wanted to go back to something because we were talking a little bit before of course of your wide variety of products and the the areas that you cover I wanted to go back to sound for a second obviously being a radio show you know we are entrenched in the world of audio and I I think now that people I mean I I, I was one of those guys that you know years 20 years ago when I got my house I had to have the the home theater speakers put in before I moved in because you know growing up in an audio studio this sound was very important to me I think people now are starting to realize as 4k becomes more prevalent as as Content consumption becomes more sophisticated. That sound is a huge part of that, and it really, as I Mark, you know, used the word immersion before. The sound quality is part of that immersive experience. So, talk a little bit about what you guys offer on the audio side, because things like soundbars, five point one, this has become a real thing for people now—not just the audiophiles, but just the regular home viewer.
2: Yeah, that's correct. And uh, audio is a huge part of the of the movie watching and, and TV watching experience. And before we even get into the soundbars, uh, you know, just the TVs themselves, uh, you know, as, as TVs got smaller and flatter and less bezel, that means there's less opportunity to put quality sound in them as well. So yeah, that's right. a big big concern of ours. And uh, we've done a couple things over the years to, to provide great TV sound, even from an ultra-thin panel. We've worked with leading audio companies like Harman Kardon, and uh, we, we use their technology uh, in a lot of our LCD sets, um, and in the OLED sets themselves, this for the first time this year, I think it's the first TVs ever, uh, we also incorporate Dolby Atmos sound. And, you know, Atmos is kind of the cutting edge of the digital theater experience. If you go to a Dolby cinema anywhere in the world, you're going to get a combination of Dolby Vision for, for vision, which we can uh, get into, but the Dolby Atmos sound gives you what they call object-based sound, where it's not limited to channels, it's really trying to place objects where they exist in reality. So if there's a helicopter to the back left of you, you hear it in the back left, not just at ear level. There's a height element to it as well. So the TVs themselves can decode this this next-generation audio. uh, But to take it even a step further, because there's only so much you can do with a flat-screen TV, we now offer several soundbars. Uh, Our top of the line, which also has Dolby Atmos, which adds up-firing speakers for a full immersive experience. And, you know, like TVs, across the wide price range uh, for fitting almost any decor, price point, or feature set that people might want.
5: And I think what people really don't realize, Tim, about these soundbars is they almost act as, you know, because you, obviously you have to simulate, you're simulating 5.1 in a lot of cases with this one bar that goes, you know, underneath your television. I think what people don't realize is these devices actually act as audio projectors. Is that a good way of it? really placing the sound in the room from this one bar, correct?
2: Yeah, it is. Um, it'll 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 give you the effect of the actual surround channels, even if there's not a physical speaker there, um, but even, you know, even taking that a step further, we're, we introduced a new soundbar this year. We call the Soundbar Flex. And it's a soundbar, if you imagine a traditional horizontal soundbar, but it's split in half. And what that allows you to do this is where the flex part comes in. You can use it in the front of the room like a traditional 2.1 system um, or put one half of it behind you you flip a switch into rear mode, and it automatically remixes the sound, so now you actually have a physical rear speaker. It also has the added capability. It's battery-powered, so you can take it out of the system completely and use it as a portable Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> so trying to add more of those kind of flexibility options uh, is one of the things we're, we're trying to push uh, the limits on as well.
4: You know, Tim, I wish I wish we had like two hours to talk to you, but uh, I don't think they'd uh, give us the time on SiriusXM. So will, will you come back and join us to talk about some more products as we as we get some hands-on time and as new things are announced?
2: Yeah, anytime. I'm I'm happy to do it, you know, especially if something exciting is OLED, which truly is the next generation of TV technology that's out there. It's,
3: uh, it's
2: always a, a fun thing for me to do is talk about this stuff.
4: Tim Alessi, Senior Director of Product Marketing from LG, Thank you for joining us.
3: Your tech report will be right back. Welcome back to Your Tech Report.
4: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Marco Flallo in Montreal, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Follow us on Twitter. Please, please do it. Uh, it is at Your Tech Report. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Of course, YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report. Mitchell, one of the news items which I kind of intentionally omitted in our previous conversation moments ago, in case you missed it, um, <laughs> is that Microsoft made some very cool announcements, uh, this time uh, on the other side of the world, really in Shanghai, but it has a right. lot of relevance to, obviously, what we do here. And uh, here to join us is Steve Pontiso who is in charge of uh, his official title, Surface Category Lead for uh, Microsoft in Canada. But we're just going to call you the Surface boss here. How's that, Steve? <laughs> Does that, that
0: work? Hey, guys. Thanks.
4: Yep. No, no one else is paying attention, so we'll just give you that, that, that you know promotion right now. <laughs> awesome. Steve, tell us, I mean, obviously great news on the Surface brand. There's been a lot of rumors circulating about a, a follow-up to the Surface Pro 4, uh, but here we have a brand new, redesigned from the bottom up, Surface Pro. Can you tell us all about it?
0: Absolutely. So, you know, first off, the Surface Pro is going to be the most, most versatile laptop um, that, uh, that you can possibly have. Um, and we're really excited about all the new uh, changes uh, and enhancements that have come along. I mean, Surface Pro has you know starts with an iconic design um, that we all know and love. And when you first uh, meet the new uh, Pro, you're going to find that basically we've stuck to the to the heart of the uh, that iconic design and made some really um, you know good uh, improvements and enhancements uh, to that design. You know, overall, you're going to find that uh, like. Physically, it's just got uh, slightly more rounded edges and it's just going to feel a lot, you know, softer uh, in the hands. Uh, but really where the excitement uh, comes to life is in all the, the new versatility features that, uh, that we've uh, either added to it or, or improved uh, in this version. Um, in particular, I like to start with, uh, with the battery life. So uh, the, the new Surface Pro is going to uh, deliver about 50% more battery life uh, than uh, the Surface Pro 4. And so when we talk about versatility and, you know, being able to use this device anywhere while you're while on the go, uh, being able to leave the charger at home while you get, you know, a full day's work uh, out of the office, I think that battery life and, uh, uh, is one of the most important uh, things in, in terms of, you know, making this and making that versatility claim.
4: Steve, how do they actually do that? Is it just by other, other parts of the computer being miniaturized? I guess the, we, there's no more fans, so I guess there's more room for, for battery. Um, or is it just battery technology, really, that kind of just is better now?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, the, first of all, we're using the new 7th uh, generation uh, Core i processors from Intel, and that uh, certainly brought um, some benefits to the you know, power consumption overall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you touched on the, the fan, and um, the fact that we're able to offer um, a fanless design uh, in the core, up to the Core i5 configuration has you know, freed up more real estate inside the machine. Uh, that we were able to, you know, squeeze uh, a little bit more battery in there as well. In addition to all the enhancements that have been made to Windows, uh, to sort of optimize
4: and deliver the best possible battery life. So next, next on your list, I guess, would be the display.
0: Yeah. So the the, the display, um, I would say, has been enhanced uh, to deliver, you know, more accurate uh, color representation. And you know, we announced the Studio uh, uh, late last year and brought it to Canada earlier this year, a you know, big part of the the uh, uh, message around studio with the color accuracy and how when you're designing um, or working you know, on the machine, what you see uh, on the machine is what you see in real life. And a lot of attention uh, was placed in delivering delivering the most uh, accurate color possible. And we've taken, uh, let's say, the DNA of studio uh, to the new display on the Surface Pro, uh, right down to the ability to switch color gamuts uh, right from the operating system itself. So, um, you know, 12.3 inch Pixel sense display, um, that's been, you know, further enhanced and further, uh, calibrated. Let's just say to deliver, you know, true to life, vivid colors uh, in a more accurate way.
5: Well, one of the things that always impressed me about the Surface line in general was how responsive it was to touch. And I know that seems like a small thing, but when you're talking about using this device in so many ways, and really, when it comes down to the Surface Pro, it's all about versatility. Are you using it in tablet mode? Are you using it in laptop mode? Are you using an input device like the pen? And by the way, that new magnet, the stronger magnet, I was very excited to hear about that. A Totally different subject. But having the responsive screen is as important as anything else. Uh, I mean, is this something that you guys work on purposely? I mean, is this a purpose design that the screen not only has to look good, but has to respond well to physical input.
0: Absolutely. So when you sit down to work at this device, in particular, say, um, with a new uh, digital pen, so um, you want that pen to feel like a real pen. You want the ink to flow out onto the screen as if it was an actual pen. And we put a lot of emphasis in bringing that experience uh, to this digital pen to the point where we can make the claim that this is now the fastest digital pen on the planet delivering you the most natural feel um in inking on screen um and the pen itself is going to be uh you know much more responsive a lower latency about four times um, the pressure sensitivity uh, than the current pen so you know in bringing your ideas to life uh through the pen or you know it's an innate ability for us to sit down and work uh, with pen and paper whether we're, we're students uh trying to learn or we're authors trying to get the ideas out of our brain and onto the page, that low latency and the natural feel um, from the new pen is going to be something that uh, creators are just going to love.
4: Now, are, are, you know, there's some other accessories that were announced too, like new Type Touch covers. Um, obviously, compatibility for the dial. Are are, are these uh, new products? or these new accessories going to be backwards compatible with existing Surface Pro fours?
0: So, yeah, I would say some of the new features, like, uh, for example, the ability to tilt the pen and use it to sort of shade at an, at an angle is something that's, um, you know, definitely hardware-dependent uh, okay. and something that, uh, you know, will only work on the new uh, Surface Pro 4. But you would definitely be able to take, um, in, say, for example, the new pen and use it on the previous devices. You can use the dial on all of our Surface devices. Yeah, The only limitation would be, uh, you know, some of the features of the dial um are where you can place the dial right on the screen and light up the menu uh, right on the screen, giving you a more natural feel. And, and those features will be available on, on Surface, the new Surface Pro uh, and on the studio. Uh, and the others, you can use the dial sort of, you know, on the desk or what we, what we refer to as an off-screen uh, use case.
5: Hey, Stephen, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I, I, I want to, usually we don't talk too much about pricing and different models, but you guys over the years have done a great job with the entire Service Pro lineup by offering different models where others, other companies would have, you know, different laptops that do different things or different tablets that do different things. But this, this product has so many different versions. There really is an easy way to get in financially for anyone. This goes from $799 for, for the base model, and you can spend all the way up to 2700 for a super workstation, Correct. Yeah, so and uh,
0: that's absolutely right. you're quoting US prices in Canadare price point. in Canadian dollars would be 1049 right. uh, for the entry level model. And yes, you can spec it up to you know, a core i7 with 16 gigs of RAM and 512 gigabytes of storage for you know 2800 dollars and yeah, we like to say we have something to offer for everyone. And when you include the entire surface family, sort of beyond pro, including laptop and studio, um, and the book, yeah, we like to say there, there, there really is a configuration, configurations, out there for everyone.
4: It, you know, it is, it's an, it's an amazing feat of engineering. I can't wait to get my hands on it physically because I know that I'm going to feel a little bit of a difference compared to my my Surface Pro 4. But I, I just uh, a lot of uh, artist friends of mine kind of got in touch and said, you know, asked a lot of questions about it because there are people that I know want, you know, work on a tablet and they want to play with with the Surface Studio, um, but now they have an opportunity to get that in a more portable package, and and I'm telling you, they're raving. They just cannot wait to get their hands on it. When are we expecting to see these start arriving? I know that uh, pre order started just a couple days ago, so when are we going to see these in people's hands? Yeah,
0: so uh, I'm excited to announce that the Pro will start shipping on June 15th. Uh, So, not a long time to wait to get one in your hands and start start using it. Um, That is pretty good. Equally as excited.
4: And there's one feature when I was watching one of the reveal videos that I noticed kind of in fine print, and it's something that I know a lot of business users have been asking for, and it seems like it's going to be coming, and that is an LTE version?
0: Yes, absolutely right. Uh, Later this year, uh, you'll expect to see LTE versions uh, available uh, from us as well. Uh, I don't have details, uh, specific details around timing um, or configurations and pricing, uh, but I can confidently say that uh, you'll see those LTE configurations in the market later this
4: year. Excellent, Steve Pontiso, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to have you on again. It's nice to rotate because you know we have Sharif on a lot, and I think it's now now it's time to get you back on a couple more times as more stuff is announced.
3: Well, hey, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's been great. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com.